Welcome to the first episode ever of Hell Breaks Loose, um, metal podcast, hardcore, whatever. What I'm going to get out of the way real quick is there's a 100% chance I'm going to mislabel a band to a genre because I don't know the difference between quite a few of them. Everyone, people say post-hardcore, metalcore, whatever. I just call it all metal because it's easier when someone asks me, hey, what do you listen to, to say heavy metal rather than give them the semantics of every fucking subgenre in this big ass genre. So don't hold that against me. It's deathcore, hardcore, or metal to me, basically. Um, I know the difference between those three, but everything after that is whatever. Um, so anyway, I'm going to cover quite a bit. I think, I think a broad spectrum of bands, um, over the course of this show, not this episode, but total. Um, I don't currently have an intro or anything because my I'm pretty amateur setup at this point. Uh, just being honest, I don't have a whole lot of like tricks up my sleeve or anything. So for now, you're just gonna hear as far as my intro. I guess you could say is uh, my current favorite Justice for the Damned song, "The House You Built Is Burning." That's fucking disgusting. Every time I hear it. First time I heard it was in my uh, car. I almost fucking crashed my car. Because that shit hits hard as fuck. But um, anyway, that, if you don't know, is Justice for the Damned. They have an upcoming album uh, this year. I think it's in June. I can't remember. But um, it is, they're an Australian band. They're... I think they have one album before this, and uh, they showed a lot of potential in that first album. The production was all right. I think there was two, the instruments were a little too high over the vocals, and I'm a vocals guy, so if I can't hear what he's screaming at me, I'm not going to entertain that very lo- often. But these two singles that they've dropped from the new album, Pain is Power, uh, The House You Built is Burning, and Guidance from the Pain featuring Matt Honeycutt from Kublai Khan are fucking dope. So most anticipated album our, well, second most anticipated album of 2020 for me is Justice for the Damned's Pain's Power, but I'm probably do a separate a separate episode on them because uh, I just discovered them recently, and I'm not gonna. I already am rambling about it, but anyway, um, today's episode, first episode, I think is rightfully so, is going to be um, important to me, and I think a lot of people because this band pushed me further into the genre and in the type of music, but. Uh, this episode is about The Ghost Inside. It's going to be about The Ghost Inside, um, their new single, Aftermath. Um, but also, it's going to be about The Ghost Inside as a whole and what they mean to me. And I'm sure what they mean to a lot of people um, in the genre because of the history behind the band and their discography, period. I mean, there's two two solid albums I know of that I can listen to without skipping one song because they're just so damn good. But um, I guess a little bit of history on me first. Um, my name is Ryan. I live in Magnolia, Texas. I'm 24 years old, and I like heavy shit. That's pretty much all you need to know about me. Um, I was introduced to the genre 
in my freshman year of high school, some kid in my biology, Zach English, in my biology class was like, hey, have you ever heard of a day to remember? And I was like, no. And he was like, okay, well, listen to this. And he played me 1958 by them. And from there on, I was like, well, I want more of that daily. So if if Zach English is listening to this, it would be pretty fucking wild because I haven't talked to that dude in like 10 years. But anyway, thank you um, for all that. Secondly, after I learned about A Day to Remember and I went on YouTube and I went down the wormhole of the genre because I couldn't get enough of it, I found The Ghost Inside. I think the first song I heard by them was something from Returners. It may have been Chrono. I can't fucking remember. I usually have a decent memory, but I'm drawing a blank. Um, anyway, and I found them, and I kept going, really, and I followed them through the years, you know, Get What You Give, Dear Youth, I think. They've quickly, they quickly became one of my all-time favorite bands, and I just followed them as I've discovered many, many, many other bands. Um, but they, they stayed there, you know. We all went through our Abandon All Ships phase, and obviously that ended, but The Ghost Inside has been there from the start, and, uh, they mean a lot to me. I think lyrically, they've always been super like inspirational, um, motivational, kind of the flip side of the genre. A lot of the genre is like dark, depressing lyrics. Um, you know, fuck the world. It doesn't love you. Why should I love it? Kind of thing, which I'm not knocking at all. Cause fuck the world. But, um, the ghost inside kind of flipped it on its head. And it's like you, you know, mental health, I guess, um, having the strength to persevere, through all kinds of shit, anything, really. Um, no, I lied. The first song I heard by them was Engine 45. Um, and then I went to their older stuff. So I got into them a little later than I anticipated, I guess. But, um, yeah, no, I, and I saw the music video. And if you haven't seen the music video for Engine 45, it's literally, there's a, a, a knife covered in blood, like, tied to a stick uh, in, like, the ice, I guess. And there's a wolf just licking the knife and eventually the wolf dies and what i learned is that uh i think eskimos used to or probably still do i don't fucking know i don't know how their hunting has developed over the years but when i read it they have or they used to stab seals and get their blood on a knife and tie it to the uh stick and then a wolf would come and it would lick the blood until its tongue was all cut up and it basically bled out from injuries but the metaphor is for addiction because the wolf was so addicted to the blood on the knife it didn't care about the wounds it was receiving. So it was a good metaphor and it was a really good intro to that band for me because Engine 45 hits hard as fuck and it doesn't stop. Um, but anyway, uh, so that was my intro to, that, to this band. Um, ever since then, I've been following everything they put out one of the more important bands to me. Um, in, I think it was 2015, November, obviously, if you don't know, they got into a uh, pretty serious bus crash in El Paso. Um, the driver of the bus and the driver of the 18-wheeler that hit them, I believe, uh, died as well. Um, and then the band was severely injured. They had to go through years of physical therapy and they had the Jonathan, the vocalist, um, vigil. He said that they had to learn to walk again. They had to learn how to play again. 
And then he also said they had to learn to be broken, which I think is fucking insane to, to even think about what they went through. But not only to think about what they went through, but to come back from that because it happened in 2015. And in July of last year, they uh, played a re- reunion show in Los Angeles at a place called The Shrine. I couldn't get tickets because I live in Texas and I couldn't drive to California at the time, but I was just happy to see them back. I didn't, I didn't have to be there at the show to be happy for them. I, I wanted the ghost inside to return for so long, but like wasn't holding it against them, obviously, because they had to get like screws in their ankles and they had to learn to walk again, and it was just all kinds of shit. There was a point where I thought this band would never come back. That's pretty, I guess, naive of me because the ghosts inside are a bunch of fucking badasses. But I didn't, you know, when you when you hear something like that and you see the news and you see what they're going through on their social media and other bands talking about it and stuff, it's just, you know, I was like, man, I, I love the Ghost Inside, but now I'll probably I'll probably never see them live, but they'll also never make music again. But they're stronger than probably I could ever be, and now it is April of 2020, and they've announced uh, they have a new album, self-titled album, coming out June fifth of this year and they announced that with a single called aftermath um as far as the single goes just fucking amazing i think that the emotional music video tied with it is is incredible it obviously shows you what the band went through but also how strong they are um i've listened to the song probably 20 something times between their release and now um, I planned on doing this episode a lot sooner, but I wasn't able to for uh, personal reasons. Um, as far as the single, like I said, it's it's refreshing to know that not only is the Ghost Inside back, but they didn't miss a beat. I mean, you could compare this single to their most recent album, which is Dear Youth, um, and it sounds like it could be off that. You know, it's not like their sound changed all that much or like it changed for the worse, or anything like that. I, that band, this band is just back, and they're bringing it. I think uh, Aftermath is a great um, single for it, because it really speaks to the Ghost Inside's perseverance, and that they're, they plan on keeping, you know, they're not done yet. If you, you listen to the lyrics, or if you, you know, read the lyrics, um, there's one significant part, uh, I mean, all, all the lyrics are obviously inspirational because, like I said, that's what the band's been about. But towards the end, uh, Vigil says, Today I woke up to a brand new me. I know I can't rewrite history. Yesterday is gone, and I'm ready for what tomorrow brings. So it's it's really powerful. Um, I know I watched a couple YouTubers react to it. I don't know why I, I like watching reactions. I guess I just like to see how other people react to the music I listen to. But uh, I watched Alex Hefner. Um, shout out to him. Um, I watched him react to it, and I watched Jake Lewis from August Burns Red uh, react to it, and it moved it moved Jake Lewis to tears um, seeing the music video. He said, obviously, he knows the guys personally, and he's toured with them and all that, but um, he said it's just the whole thing is incredible. And um, I can't say that enough on how much the, the importance of them coming back and releasing not only like a single, but like a powerhouse single like this. I mean, musically, it's incredible. Um, lyrically, it's great. I know they said that, um, I read an article with Kerrang! Magazine, I think. They said that 
they actually wrote half of it or started like tracking some of it before the accident kind of like a weird foreshadowing of something they didn't know they'd have to overcome in the future which i think it's pretty eerie um but you know everything happens for a reason and the uh, drummer said he tracked and labeled it aftermath but like not on perp not like purposely naming it aftermath he just put that there as like a placeholder you know and then it was the working title when they came back to him they decided to keep it because aftermath is the it means you know the process of getting over something tragic and just like the breakdown says triumph over tragedy i think that's a perfect theme for not only this band but like this album the album cover is a uh we call it a collage of um fan tattoos which i think is dope i personally don't have a ghost inside tattoo because i'm a fucking idiot and i didn't get one yet but um it's on their it's on their album, and I I think that's because they've said multiple times that the fans is what really got them through, and uh, they mean a lot to them. And I think it's just a cool tribute to the fans, um, which like as a fan is pretty cool to see that the band you care so much about cares a lot about you uh, as well. So I I cannot be more excited for it. It's my most anticipated album of 2020. Um. June 5th is going to be the greatest fucking day. They did drop the track list. I pre-ordered the vinyl, which came with a hoodie, a long sleeve, and a t-shirt, I believe. Um, and the track list I read, but I can't I know the first song is called 1333. I don't know what that means yet, but it's going to be dope. I guarantee it. Um, but anyway, I think to to really sum up the ghost inside as a whole. I mean, if you're a fan, you know, you know that they've always been hardcore. They bring in musically and they've got some of the best, uh, lyrics, but some of the best breakdowns. I mean, they've got, like I said, two albums that I could listen to front to back and not skip one song. That is give what you give and dear youth. I don't, I don't expect any different for their self-titled album coming up in June, but, um, I try to think of how many bands have two out, two or more, I guess, albums that uh, I could listen to front to back without skipping. And I'm sure there's probably one or two, but I can't think of them off the top of my head. I think the Ghost Inside is just consistently, consistently bringing the emotion, but also the talent. You know, Vigil's vocals never get old to me. Uh, I think he's one of the best in the business when it comes to it. Um they're just, it's upbeat, like uplifting lyrics, but also just angry, hardcore sounds. And that's really what it is all about. To me, I think, um, I think the ghost inside is going to be around for a lot longer, hopefully. Um, and I, I am literally here for it. Like I can't, I can't stress enough how much, uh, I think it's going to, it's going to benefit the band to keep going in this way. It sucks that they had to go through something like this to, I don't want to say to be appreciated because they were appreciated before, but you know, like when you come after this and you know, this record means that much more, but like they, they said in the Kerrang magazine interview, they don't want to be known as the accident band, obviously, you know, they don't want to be known for that. Um, so they have one song on the album about like the accident about coming back, which is aftermath. 
Um, they said they pretty much put everything into that song. It says what they what they need to say about it, and they're about moving on, which I think is the the best way. I de- I definitely didn't want an album that had 12, 13 songs about the same thing. You know, one song is all they need. That's fine. One song is all I need to for you know for them to say, you know, here's what we went through, but we're pushing past it because that's who we are. And I think that's the greatest thing they probably could have done because now we have potentially 11, 12 uh, more songs about other things that we can look forward to. Um, And I think my prediction for the album, I think it's going to be your standard, you know, your typical The Ghost Inside Sound. I think they're going to bring it. It possibly could be their best album yet. I don't know. It's kind of hard to top the last two. Um, but they have the potential to do it. I think that it will probably be my album of the year, um, but I may have a little bias because, like I said, The Ghost Inside means a lot to me. Um, but I did say previously that Justice for the Damned is coming out with one. Fucking, um, I know Make Them Suffer has a new album coming out. Uh, damn, I can't think of a lot right now, but I know that there's a lot of albums coming out. A lot have been delayed because of this fucking virus bullshit. Um, and I understand. But I don't know. I think I think that when I play this when I play that album in full forty five times in two days, because I will do it. Um, I just don't think you can you can beat it really. Um But uh, anyway, that's really my take on the ghost inside, the ghost inside's comeback and the ghost inside's future. I can't wait to see what they do with it and i know it's going to be just as good if not better than their last few albums um so moving on um i wanted to talk about left behind um i'm you'll probably find out through the rest of this the history of this show that i'm always late to the party in terms of uh, discovering bands that like should be listened to like, I've been listening to the Acacia Strain for a long time, and they vouched for Left Behind quite a bit. They vouched for I Am, which is a Texas deathcore band, if you're not aware, which I'll cover them, because I literally just started listening to them um, not too long ago. I, I delved into their album, Hard to Kill. Um, they had, mostly because they had a song on there called Texas Death, and I can't not listen to a song called Texas Death, um, which... I learned that that is the genre they claim to play is Texas death, which that's fucking fine. I will be on board all day, every day with Texas death. Um, it's the intro song. So it's just a bunch of disgusting riffs. And then, uh, they come in with Texas death and then another breakdown and then it moves to the second song. So it's not like a full song. It's just a sick intro. Like, uh, like upon a burning body, Upon a Burning Body's Southern Hostility is just a sick intro with, like, one line. Um, But anyway, uh, as far as Left Behind goes, I I had to take a road trip recently, and I basically listened to their album, No One Goes to Heaven, front to back, like, twice, I think. Um, And before, I had known about their song Peeling Wax with Matt Honeycutt, because I fucking love that dude and Kublai Khan. So if he features in a song, I'm probably going to listen to it quicker than the rest. That's just me. It's probably shitty. I don't care. Um, anyway, 
Left Behind's album, uh, No One Goes to Heaven, I think it's fucking fantastic. Left Behind has improved quite a bit, um, in my eyes at least. I mean, their uh, first album, I can't remember the name of it. I'll be more prepared next episode, I promise. But anyway, it's um, really, really good Like I said, it showed potential. Um, but then you move to No One Goes to Heaven. I think they just broke barriers on that album with what I guess I thought they were capable of. Fucking Zach's vocals are never shitty. Like he's he's featured in uh, a Kublai Khan song on their most recent album, Absolute, called Us and Them. And then he he's also in the Acacia Strain's new song, I breathed in the smoke, it tasted like death, and I smiled. I breathed in the smoke deeply, it tasted like death, and I smiled off their, one of the EPs, I think it's off C, because they just released, or they released D, E, and C, I think they're spelling decay, but more on that later. Um, but anyway, uh, his vocals are fantastic, they get better and better the more I listen to it. I think Left Behind, I don't, like I, here I go, I don't know what genre I would guess it's hardcore. I don't think they're quite deathcore. I could be wrong. I don't really give a fuck. But I'm just, I you know, I just listen to them and enjoy it. So uh, I think Left Behind's No One Goes to Heaven album is fantastic. I think it really puts their foot in the door of being a band that like you should be listening to. If you like the genre, if you like Acacia Strain, if you like Kublai Khan, you should be listening to Left Behind. Because one, Peeling Wax is probably the best song on the album. But... Uh, Hell Rains from Above, like they, they've just got like the the breakdowns that make you want to like fist fight a bear and like it it's insane. Um most recent albums I've uh discovered. Um if you can't tell I I did not prepare properly for like an itinerary on this episode or like a fucking table of contents. I'm really just kind of filling in the time. Um if you're still listening, I appreciate it. Um I'm going to have more structured episodes down the line, but I really wanted to get like an intro episode kind of, so you can tell what I, maybe what I listen to, what I'm about. Um, if you, you know, you want me to fuck off, then don't listen. I don't know. But, um, the most recent album, like I said, I just discovered justice for the dam. And I recently, like the other day, probably like yesterday or the day before I started listening to, I am, which are, is a band from Texas. Um, so those two I'm kind of discovering. Um, I'm trying, I am always looking for new like bands to check out. I listen to quite a bit and I'll be like, nah, not for me. Or I'll listen to some and be like, this is the greatest fucking thing ever. So, you know, um, I don't know about the next episode, but a future episode will cover uh, Extortionist. Like a lot. If you don't know or haven't listened to uh, extortionist specifically their EP. I think it's, I think it's a self-titled EP they released in 2019. It's like a green and black background. It's got like five songs on it. Um, then you should stop listening. Fuck me. Stop listening to this show and go listen to that EP specifically circle of serpents, because that song is, is arguably the greatest metalcore, hardcore, whatever you want to call it, song in history. I think that the musical structure of that can't get any better. His, the vocals um, of Extortionist are 
just peak like that that genre i think it's the way they put their their music together there's a lot of variety there's a few cleans if you can believe it like i didn't expect especially in such a heavy band as hard, as extortionist um i did not expect any cleans really but on and like um i think it's fill the void and dirty hands they there's a few cleans but it ties in really well i mean if you don't if you don't i'm not saying it's like in heart's weight cleans but the vocalist just kind of singing a little bit lighter than you would expect from such a heavy band. Um, but anyway, I will, I'm going to cover extortionist, um, and probably in another episode. Um, I'm also going to delve into, well, I mean, as I get more listeners, I'll probably take suggestions on Twitter and I've always liked to, to hear people's opinions of, like I said, I like to discover new music. So, a band suggestion that I'll react to or review. I do plan on getting a camera so I can put these, this show on YouTube, which would be a lot easier to reach people because I don't know how many people actually listen or actually look for podcasts without knowing the person who talks. But um, anyway, I want to take suggestions from people who think like maybe bands I haven't heard of or have heard of, but don't really listen to all that much. Um, for example, I was on Instagram, I think, and someone posted something about a band called Boundaries, specifically a song called Dog Teeth, and that shit rips. So uh, I had never heard of Boundaries before, but uh, it's got one of those arf-arf breakdowns like in fucking um, Counting Worms uh, by Knocked Loose. So if you arf-arf in a breakdown, I'm probably going to like it. Uh, I don't care. If that makes me a bitch or not, it's fucking dope. Counting Worms is incredible. I wish it wasn't fucking like a minute and a half long. I wish they just pieced it at the end of Billy No Mates, but no. It's a separate song, so... Um, anyway. Um, I don't really know what more I planned for the show. Um, I know that I'll pro- as albums get released, I'll be doing an album review. Like You can definitely catch the Ghost Inside album review here. After it comes out, uh, if bands release singles along the way, I'll cover it. Um, I'll probably do an episode on A Day to Remember um, because uh, that's, like I said, that's the band that started me in the genre, and I loved them for so long, and they recently took a little bit of a turn, and not a whole lot of people like it, um, and I could cover that as well. Um, I will say that my opinions are probably going to get controversial in terms of things like I don't like a band you don't like, it doesn't make me the devil. You don't have to tell me you wish I was dead on Twitter. All you have to do is not listen or respectfully disagree, whatever. Um, as far as the next episode, it'll probably be, what's today, Monday? I'm, sometime next week. I don't really have a, a set schedule yet. Um, I do know that I want to get more uh, interactive with listeners. And I know that, like I said, I just started. I don't have a whole lot right now, but, um, you know, I'd like to set a goal basically to where I could talk to people on Twitter, like, uh, like Alan Harrington, shout out to him on Twitter. I follow him, uh, for a lot of, you know, metalcore, hardcore news and how he reacts with his fans and all that. Um, man, I also don't have an outro, so I could just play another justice for the damned, uh, snippet (laughs) or something, but, um, yeah, I, I really appreciate uh, anyone listening. 
or you know giving me taking time out of the day to listen to this rambling bullshit i promise next time it'll be more structured um i have another podcast with two of my friends called stashes and glasses that's more of a pop culture movies comics tv podcast if you're into that switch on over and listen to that as well um we've haven't recorded in a while because of the virus and all the social distancing shit ultimately why i decided to start to start a podcast on my own because um i'm alone well i mean like i can't go record with uh the you know the other guys for our show so i decided to start a show about something i i know a lot about something i care about so um anyway i appreciate all listeners like i said i don't have an intro so bear with me while i fucking look for a an outro i can use um yeah, we'll go with, okay, this is Crossgates by the Acacia Strain, because I'm not prepared. But anyway, thank you for listening. Um, new episode next week. Um, I'll update on Twitter what that'll be about, and uh, I appreciate any and all support. Thanks for listening to Hell Breaks Loose.